Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Off Point at 30. I'm Les Steed, and this is Marla White. And uh, yeah, we're just in lockdown now, as like everybody else. But we're dedicated to delivering content, so we are <laughs> doing the podcast. We might be bored. It's the exact same reason we started this stupid thing, which is we ain't got a lot going on. Um, like, I think that. Um, I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm supposed to be on holiday right now. Um, I had this huge trip for Ghana. I was saving up for like, because I started a job about Christmas time when we started recording these things. And I was supposed to be in Ghana. Um, and my girlfriend who works very hard, she's also supposed to be doing that. And it's just a bit like, what a massive kick in the dick. Like, what a massive kick. And I know that we're probably not the worst, the hardest off, but... Then they put, okay, so it's like been the worst holiday because it's like, okay, you start off with, oh, by the way, um, your flights are cancelled. Don't even bother trying to get hold of the airline. <laughs> I was up till four in the morning trying to get the airline sorted out. Then you go from there to um, the fact that I write the bloody news, so I knew that it was futile. And then you're like, what am I going to do next? It's going to be like, okay, so you're like, all right, well, you know, everyone's in this position. Meanwhile, there's been zero contact from the airline, from the people we booked with. I had booking.com messaging me being all like, hey, um, couldn't help but notice you missed, you missed your hotel there. Was there any, uh, any particular reason? Fuck off. <laughs> um, I mean, I know it's an automatically generated email, and it may, but it does show you how much of society is, you know, automatically generated and how, very, how little there are, there is, of a human touch there is sometimes in society, which is something. Um, I think that it's been quite frustrating, really. Um, but, um, you know, like everyone's kind of doing their bit. Everyone's saying, oh, like, all right, well, you know, we've got to touch our faces less, which sucks. That's been the hardest one for me, actually, not touching my face as much, which I totally suck yeah. at. I find that annoying because sometimes I'll be out and um, my, my nose might itch or something. My eye might get itching my eye and I'll run, rub my face or something. And then I'm like, oops, about to do it. And I'm like, oops, stop myself mid-motion. <laughs> because yeah, yeah i don't want to die <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's like it's like uh oh this that could have been the touch that killed me yeah and it's true it could have been but um did you see what i, I posted yesterday on on instagram like i found a 24 pack of toilet paper oh yeah <laughs> I, I, I can't believe how life has like become like <laughs> i've become so happy over toilet paper that made my day that. that's become like the symbol of the epidemic is yeah. that toilet paper is now a symbol of coronavirus which yeah. is just like long time ago you'd have been like what the fuck why people even, worried about toilet? it wouldn't even rank as anything that i've, I've put on my day i'll be like oh yeah, yeah. toilet paper i wouldn't even like it'd be an afterthought it's like right if now. it was Desert Island Discs kind of thing, and you'd you be like, you be like what do you want, toilet paper? Mm, no, yeah. no. <laughs> like, you should have saw, saw me. You should have saw me coming back from Audi yesterday. I was just like, I, I was like, I'm so proud carrying that toilet paper in the street. Normally, I'd be like, I'll cap it, put it in a bag. I don't want people to see me with the toilet paper. But hey, yeah. I'm carrying it in the street, like. Look at the car. Going past the way, like, fuck you, Ethel. Car's looking at me like, oh, he's got toilet paper. I've never been some earlier, like. I bought some earlier. I went to the shops and I managed to get everything. But yeah. I've realised I'm not hoarding, but I'm doubling down just to make a point now. Yeah. So the I found is- couscous, and I I don't like couscous, but I bought large grain couscous and small grain couscous because my mum put couscous on a list, and I'm like, yeah. I'm I'm gonna win points here. And then you know, like, and buying like the dumbest shit is just suddenly a big deal. And you're just like, I mean, like not just toilet paper. 
It, it, some of the stuff people eat, I've noticed, though, that um, every time I go into the supermarket, the one vegetable that there's always plenty of is mushrooms. It's like people in a crisis where there's like all of like the vegetables are gone, everything else, and people are still like, eh, I don't really want to eat mushrooms. Like, you know, I, there must be mushroom farmers out there like, oh, son of a bitch. Like, you know, I mean, like, the whole of Sainsbury's like, for like an entire two, three towns. And you're like, and it's like, do we want mushrooms? Yeah. yeah people, I think people, starve, but... I think people are like that with um, steak as well. All the meat yeah. will be gone, oh, and then there'll be like loads of steak. Loads there is of loads of steak. steak. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I've realised though, my girlfriend's got expensive taste because um, we went to the supermarket the other day together before in the before time. Um, but you know, like that, there was that sort of two weeks before um, in between. Uh, you know, where, where the government's like, guys, come on, you should really, really. And then after a little while, Boris like, look, you're bunch of children. I'm going to fucking lock it down. And um, in the between time, when we were kind of like, when you kind of felt naughty for going out, that's, um, that's when we went shopping together. And, and um, it's just, did you find that it was, I, I don't know, I mean, like, I've realised that she doesn't mind because it's like, she'll buy like the beetroot jam and stuff like that anyway. And it's like, and I'm just like, <laughs> like, like, I know that we've got a bread maker between us. Oh, yeah, we do. I don't even like bread, but I'm using the bread, bread maker. Bread maker, wow. Yeah, I'm like, you posh tart. And, <laughs> <laughs> I like, but I mean, it was great. It was good fun and good food. And, you know, like, I mean, apple cider vinegar is a thing. Um, a quintessential thing now. And, um, yeah, like, it's, it's been interesting. And also, I've realised that, um, the, you know, I mean, like, obviously, there's a lot of divorce rate goes on. I'm, I'm kind of like... I think what we were anticipating was a week of just being in each other's pockets on holiday being quite a test of our relationship. Not lockdown, though. Mm. I mean, a holiday is a test. I think lockdown is... I mean, lockdown's hard. Yeah. I mean, even in the healthiest, newest relationships, it's enough to make you want to kill people. And it's not their fault. It's like you just... Have you, have you been doing any panic buying? Um, personally, I haven't panic bought. But I've seen it. Um, yeah. and so, like, I was in Audi, not Audi, sorry, Asda, for you about three, just, be, just before this, this thing went crazy. And mm. I saw, I, I, just, I was with my missus in, in Asda, and I saw how people going mental buying double the amount they normally need. And I, yeah. Said, yeah. And I said to her, but at, but at this point, um, hand wash is already gone. That's been long gone. Oh, um, yeah. I said to her, I said to, I said to the missus, like, you think we should buy some extra stuff? She's like, no, I don't be like one of those panic buyers. But I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be like them, but also you don't, I don't want yeah. to starve to death for either. It's like so, counterbalancing the yeah. panic buying by yeah. panic buying. It, yeah. It's hard it's because it's such a vicious cycle. Yeah. And then, um, so we went to the, the hand wash aisle and everything's gone. But there was like these two ladies just waiting there by the, like, they, I think they had some inside information that there's like a shipment <laughs> coming in at 10. It's like, it was like a drug deal. So they were yeah. there, just standing there. Two, these two just somehow knew. I don't know how they, they must have known somebody that worked in Asda or something. But some, I don't know who, how they got this higher up information. They must have got tipped off by the by the bloke who, who was like, "Go out the back." Yeah, I don't know who. I don't know who tipped them off, but yeah, they the were waiting there. So you know that they come with those big trolleys. Yeah, yeah, with all the stuff in there that they have like deodorant, everything, everything for the whole like owl. So they yeah, had, yeah, so they had the whole thing there. So it didn't even make it to the shelf. So these women ripped into it. And then they took out like a massive cut, like carton of like hand wash. So I'm what like, oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm seeing them do this. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. She's going to take one or whatever. And I'm gonna, I'll be able to get one as well. 
No, she yeah. took the whole thing, put it in her trolley and left. See, at that point, I think it's okay to reach into someone's trolley and rip it to pieces. Yeah. I think so I'm like, oh, what? And then I, the other woman that was waiting there also picked up a whole thing, the biggest hand wash, put it in her trolley, left. If the, the, the second lady was like prepared for war, she's got like prepared to go into a bunker or something because she had like a year supply of food in her trolley and a year supply of hand wash. I don't then, understand. Yeah, I, mean, so, I guess if a family so, of like eight, then yeah, I, you, yeah. You need that so, I, so I'm seeing this and I'm like, me, me and my, me and the missus only need like one. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, maybe we should buy more than one now. Yeah, but so also, I ended up, so I ended up, we end up buying next one out. Week. Fuck you. We end up buying five of the expensive hand washes that was only the ones left. They're just as bad. Yeah, but I had to like, cause I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to get hand washed for a month. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, I think I'm hoping they will, but I've seen that they've gouged the prices now. Yeah. Because like two, three weeks ago, I was, you know, I was here with my brother, and we, I went out, bought some stuff, and this is back when the when it first was a bit weird that there were really empty areas of the shops. And um, the pizza that I wanted was like three pound fifty. It was a night, one of the posh pizzas. Went in there today, four pound fifty. And it's and then you've got stuff that's and the weird bit is when you've got stuff that's a sale item and it's but they've they've not had time to like rebuild the um, for sale thing. Yeah. So you've seen that like there's this like flavored gin was sixteen quid um, on sale and then they've jumped it up to twenty three pound and then said oh look. Um, 20% off and brought it down to £18. And you're like, but that's not, that's just the price of it. That's not, that's not what it's supposed to be. You've just taken, you know, and, and I just lifted up the piece of paper they put at it, exactly the same thing. And it says £16 underneath it, yeah. in big bright 20% off. And I'm like, you're a bunch of shits. Like, meanwhile, they're all like, oh, everything's bad. Yeah. But we're doing our best. Yeah, fuck you, okay? Firstly, you're not doing your best, otherwise we wouldn't be fucked. Secondly, if you were actually going through with the stuff that you said you were going to be doing and sorting it out, then we'd be sorted after six weeks. And, you know, if the supply's there then, and the demand's there, yeah. what's the problem? Yeah. Um, I, think, also, I think it's taken the super, supermarket a few weeks to kind of get things under control. I don't think they, they had pretty much the Christmas rush without the four months of preparing for it. Because normally, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so normally, tell you what, had, normally they have four months to prepare for Christmas. This came out of the blue. So I think finally they're getting it under control. They advertise for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want hand wash? Well, guess what? At Asda's, it's only four for, four for 50 pounds. That's a bargain because you can't find it fucking anywhere else. Um, you know, like, it's like, what's that? Better than half price? Only 12 pounds for know, a new roll? Do you know like the, the small corner shops are now cashing in now? They're now, now hiking their prices up, like profiteering or something. Oh, it's like. everywhere. Well, um, I managed to get this 24 pack of toilet paper. I spent over 15 pounds to get like, just like, like a few toilet papers mm. in the corner shops. Just because they weren't anywhere else. They're cashing that's, in on me. Yeah, that's really wrong. I mean, I think under those circumstances, it gets to a point where it's like, who's really the thief if I shoplift this? Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously it's going to be me for shoplifting yeah. it, but, you know, I mean, it comes to a point where you're like, if you're going to start trying to charge stupid money, um, then I'm not going to pay that stupid money. I'm yeah. just going to take what I want because I'm here now and yeah. I know that there's not enough of you to stop me. Yeah. And the police won't stop me either. Yeah. So, fuck you. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't get the whole buying a year supply of toilet paper. What is the point? 
No, I, there was this film of this guy in, um, it was like an Indian family, because, you know, I mean, like, they showed the kid and we, we couldn't um, show it because otherwise we'd look like racist, but it, it was, there were bags of rice, the entire kitchen's like filled up with oil, um, like, we're talking like sacks and snacks of rice and stuff like that. Now, don't get me wrong, if that's a family of like more than five, then that's just about a month's worth. Mm. But like, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't, it was just like a small family and I feel like it was really wrong um, and it made me feel a bit, uh, I mean, it, I think that what people want is some element of security in a time that's very, very yeah. intimate um, in the same way that, you know, I think, who are at the end of a relationship want to be in a secure place as well. I, yeah. I feel like this is a very scary time. Like, I, think, you know, I, th I think that what people are worried about is the government's just going to turn it like what, randomly one day say you're all locked in and people well, we are. Like, oh, no, but like properly, like you can't leave that the house. Today. You can't leave the house, like get back in, and you like you'd be left short with no food, and like having to wipe your ass with newspapers and stuff. Yeah, like that. I think that's people what people are worried about. But I don't think we're yeah, gonna we get to that stage. Time. They literally welded a um, yeah. they welded a place shut, an apartment block shut. Yeah, kept leaving. Um, here it's uh, the police have just been given the power to pull you over and give you a thousand pound fine if mm -hmm. you're not doing the central journey. But then again, how are they gonna? <laughs> But the whole thing about being locked in is so vague at the moment. It's like, oh, you can go out for one piece of exercise a day. Who's monitoring yeah, this? Like, like, I went for like a jog today. Like, so if I go out again tonight for another jog, it's like, somebody, I'm going to be arrested. Like, oh, dickhead, you went out. You went out this morning. We got you on, on CCTV footage or whatever. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they're not nobody monitoring it. They've simultaneously said that in their plan, yeah. all petty crime is basically fair game. Yeah. The police aren't going <laughs> to pursue petty crime. Like, they weren't doing that anyway, you dumb. <laughs> like, you know, who the fuck was believing that anyone who's been a victim of crime in the last five years knows that marijuana is basically legal at this rate? <laughs> like, you know, like, no, one's, no one's replying apart from the neighbourhood watch to, the, to any reports of there being a couple of drug dealers in a car because yeah. the police don't have resources for it. They just don't. And, and if they did, they probably still couldn't be asked. <laughs> um, not to sort of jump on the anti-police thing at a time need but yeah, we also, need them but the thing is also as well like say I was just going out to meet friends or everything and the police pulled me over I just say I'm going to the supermarket what can you say to me well I mean they're going to check your ID and see where you live but still but my, ID, be, my ID doesn't say where I live anyway like, my, my, ID, my ID definitely doesn't say where I live yeah, same. Well, mine does. But the problem is, though, that, I mean, I would say that, because, you know, like, my girlfriend works in NHS, I would say that if she's sick, then I've got to go and help her, because yeah. no one else is going to. Yeah. Um, and that's the part, that's the problem, because, yeah. you know, who helps people who need help? And yeah. I think that's quite quite scary. So, I, if I was a policeman in the position where you're facing that kind of conundrum from somebody who's trying to do the right thing for the wrong, who's doing, by breaking a rule, um, you know, like where would you, I mean, that's quite a difficult position that I'm hoping I can put a policeman in if I need to, which I don't want to, because I don't want to be in that position either. But at the yeah. same time, like, you know, I mean, good luck trying to stop me. Um, and they probably will. I'm sure they will. But then what are they, I mean, they going to do? They can't, they, can't, they can't just fine you for yeah. that. Well, they can on the spot. But if I don't have a brand, which I don't, then they're not going to be able to take that. From my understanding, it's just going to be like a warning anyway. Yeah, it's just going to be a warning. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, the grand fine instantly. It's just going to be like, oh, you, know, you should be endorsed type of thing. Yeah, I'll probably tell you off, but yeah. I mean, you're not really going to do much. 
Did you see what they're doing? Did you see what they're doing in India though? Like the police are chucking them on the floor, like and have to like apologize and stuff like that. <laughs> Wait, what, how is that helping anyone? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you know, you're gonna get germs. Here, lick my feet. What? <laughs> yeah, it's just funny, like how like fair country, they're not fucking around. <laughs> 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 get caught outside in certain country they're chucking you on the floor like yeah i mean it's you want to be out you want to be outside you be outside you be out really outside on the floor like knock him out all right everyone chuck bricks <laughs> you know, be like in a handmaid's tail fuck um, we've all had to stay inside <laughs> yeah. like here we're like we're like really polite oh you should probably stay inside but yeah it's like um, you don't actually have to Enough of that old rap, rap scallion. It's like, come on, pubs. Yeah. Stay like, you, like, you guys should stay inside, but here's 20 loopholes for you to go outside. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, I think they're just trying not to patronize this. Yeah. Like, to be honest, I think you can go really outside, good. but here's on, only for these 26 reasons. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. We, I, I, I just have to keep checking the reasons. It's like, but there are people who don't have the resource, who don't know where to find accurate information. So, I mean, you know, the. The interesting thing about me today, I went for a jog and then I went to the supermarket. So I jogged to the supermarket. I ran, I did, I did like two miles and then I went to the supermarket. So mm. I was like, is that my allocation all gone in one go? Like my supermarket allocation of daily or like my run, my exercise, that two things like. Yeah. And it's like, and one. Yeah. <laughs> and if you notice in the supermarket, people avoid you on the street and stuff yeah. like that. It's gone from being like, Kind of, if imagine if that was a normal time and people were acting like that around yeah. you, you'd be like, motherfucker, fucking <laughs> <laughs> dear. Like, why would, why, why are all these old ladies crossing the roads in the middle? Like, you know, <laughs> so, I'm, not, I'm, if, I'm not gonna hurt you, actually, I might. Uh, sorry, it's the 1970s all over again. <laughs> I think that one was just being racist. <laughs> This is what my granddad, my grandparents went through when they came in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what they were talking, the struggle they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Me, it's just like, sorry, because I, I live in the countryside. I, I honestly, in terms of social distancing, zero difference. Uh. Absolutely zero difference. Because everyone was like, oh no, riffraff. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, like, oh, I mean, like the only thing I found was I was, at, um, I was um, in Bournemouth um, the other day and went for a walk and... Um, down the beach it was like sort of that last breath of freedom um and the missus is all like oh we're gonna be uh oh we're gonna get towed off she was freaking out and i'm like oh come on we're just gonna walk down the beach there'll be no one there we checked the cameras at the beach to make sure there was no one there um you know to make sure that it wasn't that we were going to be able to do our social distancing <laughs> because we're responsible ish and um and it was just like oh it was crazy and i can't remember where i was going with that um, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was just, I mean, people were, oh yeah, that was it, yeah, people's dogs would come up to you, but they'd call the dog, because you're like, oh, that's a cute dog, and they're like, Pebble, Pebbles, come back here, <laughs> Pebbles have to come back, and it's like, let me straight the damn dog, you bastards, <laughs> like, why? Like, don't get your corona on my dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> so yeah. like, fuck you, I just had a cough. Yeah. Um, it, oh. you, know, it's, you know, it was crazy the other day. I was on, this is before um, my, my workplace moved indoors. Yeah. Like we had to start remoting in, but um, I was on the tube about probably a few weeks ago. And mm. um, this man coughed in front of me. He had a cough or sneezed in front of me. Oh. And I'm not going to lie, my, my fist was clenched. 
<laughs> it was a reflex action. I clenched my fist like he was like doing me harm. He's like, you he might as well pull a knife out on me. Like, I clenched my fist. I'm like, I was like, I'm about to deck him, and then I'm like, actually no, because no, no. <laughs> like I'm thinking like a year, like a few months ago, that would even like I would even have noticed he coughed or sneezed. Yeah. But now it's like, <laughs> oh, it's been like that for about a month and a half. Yeah. It's like, as soon as coronavirus started coming to the UK, because I get yeah. the same, I get this train from um, Red Hill to, uh, I get one that's on the Brighton on the Brighton line. And the first person who came along who had it, who had it was a guy in Brighton. Yeah. Super spoiler. And his name's Steve as well. No, I don't know if his name's Steve. I don't know. I wrote an article about him. Who cares? Anyway, so like we didn't, we did, we did literally did this um, everything we know about super spreader Barry. <laughs> and the answer is fuck all. We knew fuck all. But I had to write 400 words out of that. And I did. And the thing is, ever since then, I was on the train and every time anyone coughed, everyone was like, ooh. Yeah, it's hard not to be a little bit like, yeah. I mean, but then I was looking around, like seeing all these Asian people getting on with masks on. Yeah. And in fairness, probably the most sensible people on the train. Yeah. Like actually the most sensible people on the train, the rest of us are sitting and ah, oh, where'd be me? It will. It definitely will. But I feel like um, with the, yeah, with the virus, it's, it's apparently 50% of the country's got it anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, it's bad and it's scary. And if I was old, I'd be scared shitless. I mean, God, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine being in an old folks' home and your um, your carer comes in and it's like, oh, shouldn't you be, um, you know, like, how's it going with your family? Oh, they are in Italy. It's uh, where I am from. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, how, how nice. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy at the moment. So, what do you think about like? After what, what, what do you think we can learn from all of this? To be honest, what do you think um, like governments can learn, and what, um, what we can learn as, as as a people from all of this like craziness at the moment? Well, I think the first things first is that actually some government does work. Um, it's good to see that. I, I like the fact that we're getting people bailed out when they need to be bailed out. I like the fact that the reserves that someone's kept in mind. You know, I mean, like all of a sudden you've got all this money coming out of somewhere. I don't know where that money's coming from, but it's it's good to have it on, yeah. on hand. Um, I feel that uh, the NHS is uh, vulnerable, um, and I think that oh, we should. Just suddenly... they're doing they're doing the eight o'clock clap. Can you hear that? What's the eight o'clock clap for the NHS stuff? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's like, it all over the news. They're doing the eight o'clock clap. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. You didn't hear about that? Yeah, they're doing an 8 o'clock clap. Yeah, because 8 o'clock's when they change shifts. I don't know what's the reason, but yeah, but everybody's in my area is clapping at the moment. Is that because that's when all the people from the NHS are coming home? I don't know. Yeah, what I was saying is, yeah, what do you think we can learn from all of this, like, corona crisis? Well, I mean, I think that it's important to be, like, sort of mindful of each other. And also, I think that personal hygiene will, will definitely go through the roof. He said yeah. touching the beard. Yeah. Um, I think in general, people are going to be doing that. I think that it, we've also learned that actually what people will do in a crisis, you know, it, it's incredible how selfish some people can be. Yeah. Like those two women who just took entire, you know, like things of soap. I mean, like, I think that I've learned quite a lot in the last week or so is that like, firstly, it, I kind of have a sympathy for people who are in prison. Um, <laughs> because it's like, I mean, like when you think about it though, we've spent sort of a week unable to see our friends, um, we can't, uh, we've got TV, we've got every way to communicate 
that ever existed. Um, you know, like we can, I mean, right now we're doing a video link um, as a meeting type thing. Um, and I feel that, you know, I've got a PlayStation, I've got a computer or two computers at work. Um, you know, and I, I'm not dependent on a landline anymore or, you know, I've got a mobile phone and all this other shit. Um, realistically, I've got all the food that I could really want um, as long as I'm creative enough with it. Um, and all the luxuries I had before. I mean, like, you know, like we might be running slightly low on a bit of wine here and there or a few bits and bobs, but otherwise, I mean, realistically, if the world did end tomorrow, I'd still be fine for at least a month. Um, as long as I rationed appropriately. But I feel that um, what I've learned is like the level of resilience that a lot of people do have is quite low. Yeah, I and definitely think that. I think, how would we survive in World War II as a society now? Like, if another Hitler was to attack Britain, how the fuck will we fall apart? You don't think yeah, I, I don't think we'd fall apart. I think I'd we'll say that it would, take a, it would be a bigger jump than uh, otherwise, than we would, than, than probably happened before, because. Yeah. If, I feel uh, that we've become very used to luxuries. It's interesting. Um, my my missus has like a Rom Romanian colleague, and you know how they grew up with like communism and everything. Mm. She's like, yeah, sometimes we didn't have toilet paper; we had to make do without. So, like, yeah, you manage. Yeah, like, countries yeah, they don't have toilet paper; they they manage. Yeah, yeah. But here we here we like want to fight each other in the supermarket over toilet paper. So I think that, I mean, I think though that it's easy to pick on that. I think that's almost too easy a target. I don't think mm. it's really, I think that people being idiots is always something that we like to pick on. Um, well, we, we've seen it though, like they strip the shelf bare. Yeah, but I mean, they've stripped the shelves bare of every essential that there is. I yeah. mean, pa pesto is in hard supply yeah. because people aren't very imaginative with that. Um, yeah. I find that. And also because people just like pesto. Yeah. I think that all the things that people like, like chicken and things like that, that are easy to cook with or um, or are, um, or can be or versatile foods. I mean, like potatoes, things like that. Like uh, things, like pa things like pasta and rice last forever. So, so yeah, you can just buy exactly. And I think that also... survival for that. You might be constipated. You might be probably what ironic thing. You won't need all that toilet paper you bought because you'd be constipated <laughs> after all the pasta rice you've been eating. So you know what I find hilarious about the whole um, like coronavirus. Like I don't know if anybody's had like a fever. If, if you had a fever before, but when I've had a fever and I've like had a, had the flu before, I've been so sick that I cannot even eat. So like all that hoarding you people have done and everything, you won't be able to eat any of it. Like I've, I've been like so. I've, I think I had swine flu. I didn't get tested, but I'm pretty sure I had swine flu. I felt I was, I was sick for nearly two weeks. And I felt like I was dying. I could barely eat. So like, <laughs> yeah, you're barely, yeah, yeah, you're barely eating. So that means you like you're not eating enough to even to go to the toilet that often. So like all that toilet paper and food is just going to be sat there. Yeah, but the thing is though that one of the things is that um, it's also diarrhea is now one of the symptoms. Oh yeah, I heard, that, yeah, I heard that recently. Yeah. Yeah, but like the list of symptoms just grows and grows and grows. Yeah. You know so, what? I, I think they messed up by saying, "Oh, it's just like the common flu," because people are like, "Oh, common flu, yeah, I can, I can survive that." But the, but then you find out that people like like we had like a twenty-one-year-old die yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah. We had, like you hear more and more, and you hear how, how terrible it is, like having glass in your throat or something. Somebody was saying, and, "Yeah, like, you can yes. barely breathe, and then, like breathing becomes exhausting and everything." You start hearing yeah. all those stories, and you're like, "Hold on, this doesn't sound like any flu I've had." I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got people like Donald Trump who is playing it down just because he's scared of it or because he yeah. doesn't admit that it's real. Um, I think that's really, really dangerous. But I, I do also think, though, that um, 
that, and this is going to sound really medieval, but to really, if they really want to bring home how bad this is, then they need to show what somebody, what it's like to be diagnosed with it. And then I don't know, do like a video diary of being diagnosed with it and then someone actually dying of it mm. um, or someone actually going through it and then surviving, mm. but for each age level, yeah. And what people actually face if you don't, if you just don't stay in and act sensibly. Yeah. Um, because I think that right now everyone's, I mean, when, when they started shutting down Spain, all these English idiots were going out, you know, oh, it's only a bit of the flu, let's have a drink. Yeah. And I can understand their point though. They just want to have a party Actually, on their holiday. Yeah. You spent all that money to but, go abroad and that now you're yeah. staying indoors. That sucks. And I, I think though that they are also twats, like yeah. colossal twats, and they deserve like, to be arrested. It's like me, you, you you have to cancel your holiday. I my missus. I didn't have a choice. Mine got cancelled for me. Yeah. Oh, my, 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 my missus. My missus was gonna take me somewhere for my birthday next month. My yeah. So I've meant to go somewhere as well, so which had to be rescheduled for later on in the year. Oh, it's, a, it's a surprise yeah. trip, trip. I don't know where she was taking me, but apparently I need my passport. So. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so I know that, what my girlfriend's that, that, that had to be rescheduled. Um, obviously, we're getting married in in August, mm. and um, we don't even know if we can book a, a honeymoon yet. So everything's up in the air at the moment. That's getting sadder and sadder. Yeah. They're saying that um, couples need to webcast their weddings. Yeah, that's not the same. Yeah, sucks. It's 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 bullshit. I mean, like, how was your special day televised? Like, it's bollocks. It's yeah. like you don't. Ah, it's, it's sad. I think that yeah. there are a lot of sad elements to this and it's very you, difficult to... You can sort of see some people just trying to, oh, we're just going to go ahead and do it anyway because, like, you spent all that money and done all that. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't need that money anymore. I mean, and also, I mean, this is the other thing is that certain businesses are overinflated anyway, like the wedding industry. I think we've discussed yeah. this before off Premier. camera. Is that all of a sudden, actually, it might make getting married, like, actually as cheap as it's supposed to be, yeah. which is... Just two people and a priest being yeah, like, exactly. okay, I do, I do too. Yeah, exactly. she loves me. <laughs> um, and then like going from there to a big party and instead of having to shell out like 35 grand now for, for a wedding, I mean like, you know, when you actually think about what it is at its fun most core fundamentals, it is a boy and a girl who meet each other and want to get married. And mm. They contractually love each other, which yeah. is a terrible idea in my opinion, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! You uh, you literally asked for this. Um, but, uh, you spent money on asking for this. That's the best bit. You spent money on asking to be contractually attached to your person who already lives with you. I mean, it just it's so dumb. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad you said this on like camera and everything uh, on audio. I'm going to replay this to you when you when you're doing the same thing. Like. Yeah, it's like just come up behind me, like, oh fuck you, Marlon. <laughs> um, like, In fact, I'm gonna play this at your. I'm gonna play this at your wedding. Like. Yeah, put, no, no, put on the little on the little jingle for off point at thirty, and I'm like, alright, yeah. someone shoot that bastard. It's <laughs> <laughs> me just ripping out with the plugs in the back of every TV. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there was a time left said this. <laughs> They are yours, you fucking idiot. <laughs> anyway, so, um, uh, um, right, group, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you think that policies will change, you know, in terms of like, yeah, definitely. I think that also, our know, approach, I think the biggest one's gonna be work. Um, because I'm, I, I'm, that, I mean, like, uh, in terms of um, travel, let's get back, we, we, let's touch on work in a second, but like, in terms of travel, do you think there's gonna be like more restrictions from like certain countries? 
because you know like where this whole originated from like a wet market in um wuhan uh, i think people are going to be time. more you think that there's going to be more regulations put on that market in terms of how to, that how they keep oh, they already animals. have to shut down allegedly but i don't yeah. think they will be it's yeah. a culture thing and i think yeah because i'm like yeah. saying oh yeah but i i think it's kind of like it, it's like trying to police um she beam uh, not she beams it's trying to it's like trying to police um a anti-alcohol yeah uh, you know like trying to shut down like bootlegger bars in well the, i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying necessarily necessarily to shut it down i mean like have some regulate regulations in place in terms of they have but it's yeah. whether or not they keep those regulations yeah. in place permanently yeah. but do you think other countries should, should then say like unless you have these regulations and keeping them firmly that you're not like permitted in our countries yeah no it's not gonna work because no, because 40% of Japan's tourism comes from China. Yeah. Chinese tourists are a huge, huge yeah. thing. Um, so people need Chinese tourists. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to suddenly start discriminating in that regard. Yeah. Um, I don't... I, I feel like this did come from a wet market. I don't like the fact that these... Well, I, find it, I find it quite strange that we've got like all these situations that kind of seem to... And the fact that we, we've kind of been on the breaking point of... Yeah. Uh, nature needing to kick back and all yeah. of a sudden all the environmental issues that we've been having have been ignored by leaders yeah. and now being taken care of. I mean, the skies above my house where I live quite close to Gatwick and they're completely clear yeah. um, of plane trails and anything like that. And they have been for about a week or two. You've got, um, I mean, like, you know, you've got all these carbon emissions and all the air pollution out over China has, you know, gone for a little bit. You've got the same thing in, um, in like areas like Italy, uh, industrial heartlands of Europe and things like that, they're all, that's all like, you know, all that industrial sort of smog and stuff is gone. Um, highly populated areas are now showing like cleaner air than in years, um, or, you know, since the 1800s or something crazy. And it's just, we're sitting there and there's a lot of pros to this. I think that also one of the things that it's shown me uh, personally is that I, if I can work from home, there is no point in me spending 20 quid on a ticket to, exactly. on a ticket to get to an office that's costing my company even more money. Exactly. But actually, all they really need to be doing is giving it, providing everyone with like a laptop and a screen, which together will cost less than a thousand pounds. Exactly. And a URL address and yeah. a telephone number. So, and then, yeah, and then communicating via Google Chat, which people are doing anyway in all yeah. offices because no one really likes to be the, the loudest. So that, that was the second thing I wanted to touch upon. Do you think that will cause all the um, workplaces to actually change their policies and letting people work from home? If they oh, see, I hope so, yeah. If they see um, it's during these few months that their pro uh, productivity levels have risen with people being at home working. Uh, um, I feel that it depends if it does rise. Um, but I think for, 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 uh, for sedentary work, what the last two months alone has proved is that most of these offices don't actually need to be in offices. Yeah. Um, I think that they've also shown that, I mean, hopefully that will then go down to the workers where actually people are getting paid more money to do their jobs because the company's losing less money or they can hire more people to do something, set the same job. Uh, for example, in my case, um, I mean, I'm still paid on, paid on a fat, flat rate, but I would assume that by now, the money that my company have saved on, you know, a central London office and the really nice central London office um, would probably be enough to pay for like, you know, to give me a 50 pound pay rise or something like that per shift. That'd be great. Um, you know, I'd be, I think everyone would say that, but 
I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think that it's simply going to be a cost saving thing for most mm. companies and the people at the top still, I mean, the, the hierarchy is still going to change because human nature doesn't change. Yeah. Um, and greed doesn't change. And if they can make more money for themselves, then they will. Or if they can make more money for the company, then they will, but it won't necessarily trickle down. Yeah. Um, I also think that there's going to be a lot more respect for the NHS, but then people always already do have a lot of respect. And there's only so much of that, you know, sort of, um, oh, we love the NHS stuff you can say before it becomes uh, gratuitous. Mm. Um, and it's, it's good that, you know... Yeah, they, people, save, they save people's lives. Yeah, and I don't understand why, um, why... I mean, even top-end doctors are getting paid... They get paid about 50 grand a year, I'd say, yeah. uh, for it to be a sort of registrar sort of area you know like but we're talking 15 years of training but i was talking to um a few medics because i was in at the doctors the other day and i was um, talking to a few medics and they were saying yeah because of course got chat to everybody around me because it's me Mm. um they were saying that the the majority of the of the money that most doctors or surgeons or uh higher up people make is actually going back into their own training um they pay for their own courses and things like that so you're paying you know i mean so they're still actually taking home not that much compared to okay. some of these people who are doing jobs that aren't actually seen as essential. I mean, if you define key workers as the backbone of society, um, it's actually quite shocking how many, like why you, you can almost touch it by pay grade. And the fact is that you've got a lot of highly qualified people like nurses and doctors and you know, policemen and you know, detectives and you know, like really essential elements of our society that have been neglected for years and years and years. Um, and everyone's known that they've been neglected, but instead we're spending money on crap like Brexit or mm. on traders or uh, people who just don't really merit the money that they cost. And you I feel think- that it's not, I mean, they, they should really, I mean, I, I don't see why somebody who's dedicated their lives to their profession from the age of 14 um isn't worth more money than somebody who's made a few deals for a company um and that company will not matter in the future because they sell what you know who gives a fuck yeah um you know they shouldn't matter as much as people who have actually had to step in and when society's fucked what happens if these doctors who have you know junior doctors for example that row with jeremy hunt and people like that why why are these junior doctors not being paid more um, and when they say junior doctors, actually what it encompasses is like four or five years of worth of training. And so a junior doctor is still somebody who has done eight years, you know, seven years of training um, after medical school. And they're still defined as junior. But actually, they're already saving lives. They're already, uh, you know, prescribing things in hospitals. They're already doing things that I would shit dicks at trying to do. And I mean, I'm a journalist. I mean, we are people who are naturally very... Um, I would say that we're quite respected professionally, um, you know, as a profession. I'd say that, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to do it. But again, I mean, we've been sitting there for years reporting on things that happen and things that matter. Um, and I feel that that's now only really coming to the forefront of most people's minds. Because before then, we were like little little boogeymen who come along and tell everybody that there's been a murder. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not having a pity party here for one or anything like that. But I do feel that society needs to rectify the way the pay grades and the way that we do pay yeah. people and what is actually valued. Because when push has come to shove, we need those junior doctors exactly. to find out what's going on. We need the 
nurses who we've been underpaying for especially decades. those with those type of jobs it takes a high level of skills not like as people say your pay is relative to your skill set that's bullshit I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true in that regard yeah, absolute bollocks yeah i'm sorry but you know and i but the problem is i don't need a nurse until i've cut my until i've cut my knee yeah. and i very rarely will cut my knee but i've never needed a trader never um, I've never needed like you know I mean again I I just don't feel like corporate level of pay is worth you know is is okay it's yeah. not but I don't but I feel that uh, anyway so I think we've got off point about that I think what really this virus will show is that um, the people who actually are worth their salt aren't uh, aren't being paid enough yeah I feel that you know like we should as a nation donate a lot more money to the NHS. Okay. Yeah. Um, but not it's to the NHS, but that's It should be given directly to the people who are... I mean, as soon as someone comes down with coronavirus after caring for somebody, it doesn't matter if they're in a medical capacity or not, then we should be there to fund, to make sure that they're okay. Because they you could did. fucking die. You hear what? I heard, um, what's his name, Bill Gates did like a TED talk about how like, all these governments are paying so much, putting so much money into their, like, arms and everything, their, like, yeah. their weapons and everything. But they kind of, everybody's kind of neglecting in their, their healthcare systems. Yeah, and, yeah. And now it's come back to bite everybody because nobody, yeah, no, no healthcare system out there in the world is prepared for anything. They're no. not prepared for, prepared for this. They're not, they're not ready. It's just retarded. Yeah. And I mean, the, worst thing, the, the worst thing, the, the worst thing about this is that it means that a lot of people are gonna die. Just like, it, to be honest, this is like the worst time to get into like break your leg or something like that. It's the worst time before it happened because a lot of people are just gonna die from illnesses or like injuries that they wouldn't have died from like maybe a year ago. Because I mean that's not true because, because the, the problem isn't that it's that you've got your um, you've got that normal layer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then got, but then you've got these COVID nineteen people who are on top of. Yeah. The or, people who are already in the ITU or in A&E. So, and then you've also got people who have cancer and things like that, that yeah. Yeah, stuff that you kind of see routinely yeah. that also ongoing, but now that's had to be stalled. So people are going to be in pain for longer. They're going to be yeah. in the worst position for longer. They're not necessarily going to let... No I, gonna, I, heard, I heard like in terms of stuff like ventilators and everything. We've got 5,000. Yeah. I heard like, if you needed one for whatever reason, like on COVID related, you might not be able to get one. That's not necessarily true. I, I don't, I think, but then again, they're going to, it's about sort of um, who needs it the most kind yeah. of thing. Um, and what, where's the best place for it? So, you yeah. know, I mean, if it's a child, you know, it's all that. I'm, I'm, I've been hearing that they're going to have to make these type of decisions. Yeah. And someone's going to have to sit there and do that. And it, yeah. that's, that's tough. And I bet they're not going to get paid anywhere near as much as the person who's just got to persuade some guy called Big Billy to part with $5 million. Um, you know, just to, to buy a new computer system. Um, but that's the job um, that people do. Um, and that's what it is. Yeah. But I think, it, um, I do think that with, uh, yeah, with this whole thing, it's not going to change any of that. Um, but it should. And I think that people's re- people will be more weary of that. But again, I, I'd love to be able to afford more champagne. <laughs> So, and it won't stop me from wanting to be able to afford more champagne. It won't stop you from wanting to afford more champagne. It's... So let's touch on you. You're freelance. So how is this affecting your um, income? Oh, actually, to be honest with you, I could work whenever I want. This has actually been fantastic for me. Okay. Um, you know, it sounds bad, but actually my job is 
geared so that I can do this. This is one of the reasons I chose this career was so oh. that I could write anywhere in the world. Um, right now, if they hadn't shut with bloody airports, I could still work from anywhere with an internet connection. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, obviously, I've got a more comfortable setup at home because I went and bought um, a couple of screens before all of this kicked off. Um, but and it's just been sitting there gathering dust in my room. Actually, I was con- I was going to sell it, and then this whole thing started up. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've linked that up, and now I'm in a good position because it's more or less what would be in my office anyway. Um, I'm saving money by not going out. Um, I'm saving money by. Um, keeping my movements to a minimum and also i'm really glad that i didn't actually choose to go and buy a house or not buy a house but i'm glad i didn't start renting in london um because i was considering doing that this month and if it hadn't been for this i would have been really considering going out but i realized a london's too expensive for what it is um b um i'm not uncomfortable here but equally it's time to move out obviously but um, my girlfriend lives way far away from London and yeah. I know that I couldn't and I, I went around a house and realized that you know I couldn't realistically it wouldn't be worth it um it's not worth I mean okay so if I wanted to live in um say well I mean I work in central London if I want to live 20 minutes on the tube away from there um then it will cost me about 700 pounds for a very small room one that's yeah. much smaller than this one yeah um and smaller than my bedroom so I'm paying £700 for that. Then on top of that, I'm going to have to pay um, tax, council tax, blah, blah, blah. So that comes to 850 Then after that, it's going to be... Um, you probably wouldn't have to pay council tax and all of just a room, by the way. No, you will. They, they want you to pay council tax as well. It's, it's bullshit. And that's after I've to interview yeah. with some bunch of fucking teenagers. I, I fuck that. Yeah. And, like, and I've realised that actually, when it comes to it, I don't really have that much of an interest in going out and about in London anymore. Mm. I did all that shit in Jakarta. I did that in yeah. London when I lived there as well. And I really loved it. But yeah. right now, that's more geared to something a bit more sedentary. Um, I, I barely go out anyway because yeah. I'm usually nights. And so I'm going to be, you know, I, I'll be running around and stuff. But And it's nice to be busy. But again, I, I don't want to pay like £4 for a pizza. I want to pay £2.50 in, yeah. if it means that I'm living in an in a area like I don't know a smaller city or a smaller town, then that's fine. Yeah. Um, particularly with this now, though, what what this has done with uh, realizing that we can work from home so easily, is that I'm lucky because I'm now in a position where my work has seen enough of me to know that I'm reliable and good at my job. Yeah. Um, the only problem I've actually had at my work is that I didn't check the trains uh, on a Sunday to get into work, and I ended up being half an hour late twice in a row. Yeah. on two consecutive Sundays and they were pissed off and that's fair enough yeah. but without the ha- now that we've negated the fact that I have to take a train and then have to spend like I don't know £10 on a train on a Sunday that isn't there um, and all of that panic and all that stress is gone I'm now in a position where well actually I could just go and live with my girlfriend in mm. the south on the south coast and really enjoy myself living somewhere else I think that that's one of the things is that we've we're going to be less London central, I think. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, no, it's yeah, a waste. That'd be, that'd be very interesting, like where everything's kind of, everybody just does everything remotely. And you can hmm. be in a complete different city. You don't actually need to be there. Yeah. I think, also, I think that if, if my job, you know, if we all just, I mean, I think what they probably will want to do is um, have us come in once a week. 
Yeah. And that would be absolutely fine because that's, you know, it gets me out of the house, gets me interacting with people, gets, gets me familiar with people, have a chat with everyone, you know, have that personal interaction. But at the same time, in terms of actually what you need to do, it's not really. Yeah. yeah it, would, it would be kind of weird starting a new job and don't ever meet anybody, just online meetings. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. And also, I think that there is a lot to be said for an actual personal uh, yeah. chat. I mean, like right now, this, is, this isn't really as much as easy to record. Yeah. Um, as it would be if we were sitting there next to each other having a sharing a bottle of wine. Yeah. Um, I think that's the saddest thing about all this is that it's lonely. It's really lonely. Yeah. Um, it's 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 because I've been in lockdown for about two weeks now. Because I had a cough about two weeks ago, and I was just yeah. kind of like, "All right, better self isolate." I missed out on seeing my on seeing my friends. You know, and now you think you had not... coronavirus. <sighs> that's the other issue. You, you, no, no one knows for yeah. certain. Yeah. I don't have a temperature, I don't have a fever, but that's only in 86% of cases. Yeah. Um, I had a small cough for two days, and that could have been anything. It could have been the fact that I hadn't hoovered my bedroom in a month. Exactly. Um, it could have been the fact that I might Got be allergic to my cat, but not want to admit to it. <laughs> um, you know, like, and it, also, it's just so vague, like, what you should do in these circumstances. And because they're not testing you, people are just taking time off work. And it's just like, okay, yeah. you, you, you took time off work now, you're just staying at home. But oh I'd no, say, we're on holiday now. So yeah, yeah. that. But I say, say, for example, you wasn't on holiday and you just took time off of work, two weeks of work, isolating. What's later on in the year? Because they said it's going to take up to eighteen months for them to yeah, find but, a vaccine. So what's for another few months? You get another cough, which yeah happens. Are you it's off again? Happen. And again, and also cough it's not for that. My kids and my kids got coughs. Yeah. we do like that's yeah. what kids exactly. Do. And exactly, you live with your parents. So you know um, your parents so like you get a cough, you're off for two weeks, your your dad gets a cough off another two dad weeks. Dad died. Yeah. No, <laughs> God forbid. But yeah, your mom gets a cough off for another two weeks. It's just like that, like this whole the whole year is gonna be crazy. And the next year Yeah, and um, like at what point do we say, okay, that's just a cough, it's not correct. Yeah, exactly. like, there's no there's no stopping that that sort I've, of stuff. I think it's got to be a nightmare planning anything now. There's got to be a good chance anything that you plan in the next year or, or year and a half is not going to happen. So why could this shit not have gone off on, in September yeah. or like October after the summer? It <laughs> now when it's fucking sunny yeah. and it's like, I've, just spent, I've spent six months indoors and now they're like, oh, no, you have to stay indoors because it's invisible illness. Which, to be honest with you, I live in the countryside. I can't see people. I mean, like, you know, like, they just did that clap for London. I heard fuck all. <laughs> around okay i didn't even know that was a thing and if i didn't have the internet i would never have known that was the thing you know and if we weren't talking now and my friends had on my you know on whatsapp hadn't just been talking about it i would yeah. not have known and like so all of the, there's been no difference yeah. now to my lifestyle other than the fact that i'm more interested in going to the shops than i was before whereas before it just made me anxious because it's weird it's weird it's weird because we talked about another it's a different type of anxious it's kind of weird because um, we talked about like being a, you being an extrovert and me being an introvert. So yeah. I, I love being indoors, just chilling, yeah, doing nothing. Fun. Yeah, but, but hold on, but hold on. But now I've been told that I have to stay indoors. I, I kind of want to go out more than ever. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be like? Do you think it's going to be like a big party when, um, when like, just, I've got it in my head that as soon as they give the all clear, everyone's going to be out. Yeah, every little old man going around and be like, I'm shit faced. <laughs> that's the thing though. That's the thing. They, they, they're trying to flatten the curve of the, of the infection. So yeah. they might do that for them. Say if we spent the next three months indoors, they might do that. But then like, because people out there still have, have the virus, it's just going to come back. 
And I think if we all go flooding the pubs and the clubs and everywhere, all the thought making up for lost time is just gonna come back harder oh, I than ever. Out for about a month. Huh? I fully intend. I mean, I yeah. honestly. But it's gonna come back harder than ever if, like, okay, you stay for three months. I'll start traveling the world and taking my laptop with me and just yeah. working forever. Yeah, it's just gonna. So, I think. It, I think it will come back again. I think we're gonna have to do this more than once because it's gonna come back again. Now we're all out outside. Every everybody's outside. Nobody's ever indoors again because they spent three months indoors suffering. Now people are just gonna yeah. go completely mental in the bars, yeah, of clubs, wherever you socialize. I'm sorry for people who are already suffering isolation. It's like old people, that's, that's the real problem is that yeah. they're already having a loneliness crisis and now we've got people, now people are not even able to go see them if they wanted to. Yeah. Um, and that's sad. And also I think we're all going to have an excuse to get fat as well. Yeah. <laughs> Working out in your house is... Oh, it's sad. I've been working out every day. I've been doing like the the weights and running. My one my one daily allowance of running <laughs> or exercise, yeah. according, according to Boris, I've been doing that. But um, I don't know. That idea of structure is killing me. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know how it's gonna work out. If I'm gonna gain weight by the time I leave for work again, or if I'm gonna lose weight, I don't know. See mm. how it works out. Cause I, how, yeah. How are you finding sort of just staying in? Is it something that you're enjoying or not? Um, it's all right. Get to get more sleep because I'm not. Well, I don't have to waste two hours commuting. Um, it's interesting. Me, and my missus, working in the same room as each other all day long. So like, she'll be on a call, then I'll be on a call. We have like, all have we're having meetings in the office and stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, because my girlfriend would work. She works sort of more with her hands, so to speak. Yeah. Um. Whereas I'm more sedentary i mean i'm because i'm what i'm considering doing is after about two weeks here i might just move down to see her yeah because i'm gonna go crazy otherwise um <laughs> but i don't know i mean like because if i was to do that then i'd have to start yeah i mean like well probably just start living with a full stop at that point mm. um but can you actually or with the law can you actually even go to go see her it depends on whether or not it's essential travel. Um, I think that if she's sick, then yeah, definitely. Um, because I feel that that is essential because you're allowed to go if it's to care for somebody. Yeah. So that would be legitimate. And also I feel that because of what she does. Um, so your, your missus look like works in healthcare and everything. Yeah. Um, is this affecting her? Yeah, I mean, she's scared. Um, it's like she's more busy. Is she more busy than usual. No, that's the problem because, like, in her line of work, what she's been, what she norm, all of the things that she'd normally be doing are not being done anymore. Oh, because they're focusing uh, on other things. Yeah, because they're focusing on more emergency stuff. Have uh, they been? Have they been able to like reassign her to do anything? Or yeah, I mean, she's be doing that. Very skilled, but she's. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, it wouldn't be within her special special. Yeah. And also, um, it wouldn't, her training, while it's broad, it, it, you know, I mean, they're, they're basically going back to retraining for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, the major problem that she's facing is that, um, and one of the reasons why uh, we had to cut our little holiday short um, and that she went back to work yesterday was because um, there are people who are some, you know, like her colleagues who are all quite, you know, like there's not that many of them. Yeah. And one of her colleagues is, uh, three of them went down with um, a cough recently and or their kids had coughs and stuff like that and so as a result everyone's got to pick up a slack but i feel that that's really not right because um instead of testing these people and their families who are key workers they're being told that they just have to stay at home for two weeks but that's putting more stress 
which to be honest with you, I think that for the sake of three tests, um, just to be sure, uh, then that would relieve that pressure. And I don't understand where these tests are going if they're not going to people who are either A, extremely ill, which is what they are doing, but also there should be some in reserve, at least 100, for, pe for people who are in direct contact with these people, at least 100 a day anyway, who yeah. are in direct contact with these people, just to make sure that if there are any issues, even any major concerns, then they should be the first ones to be getting them. Because yeah. me in my house, or and also it's weird how many celebrities are suddenly being diagnosed with un, in spite of not showing symptoms. Why is why are celebrities and mm. politicians being given this kind of preferential treatment? Yeah, and how they get how they getting tested when the average person can't get tested, or not even just the average person, somebody that's working in hospitals. Yeah, that can I mean, actually have, go right, back to work. How come they're not getting tested? How come fucking Idris Elba's getting tested? Or, yeah, what is that about? I mean, yeah. I guess he could probably afford one for himself. But where yeah. does he get? Yeah. And like, why? He, know, I, he knows the guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, do you, you got any COVID nineteen? <laughs> um, and you know, like, just I mean, there was this woman got pulled over, screamed in this cop's face, like, "I'm Beyonce," <laughs> just to try and get a test. Oh, and coughed at him. <laughs> I heard that's become a legal offence now, coughing at people. Like yeah. cough, if you pretend to cough for like a yeah, that's the best one though because it's like if the police pull you over you're like hang on a minute stand back I have a slight chesty cough yeah whoa 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 can you see <laughs> keep going backwards I might accidentally project it all right can you see <laughs> the plate no <laughs> bye yeah. the thing though they might start playing that hardball and like give you like twenty years in prison for that like, oh, no, no. <laughs> like death threat against the policemen like no. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I'm making some crying, like crying. Oh no, he coughed at me. Um, <laughs> I'm on the front lines. I'm trying my best to find people, and everybody's now picking on me. Now, now you've been sentenced <laughs> to 20 years. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> stressed out people who are stuck indoors and now going so crazy, they're kind of risking a quick run. It's going to be like that desert scene. In, like, in, what do you think about some countries releasing their prisoners early due to this outbreak? Iran didn't need to have that many prisoners. That's yeah. why they've probably released They're like, seriously, you didn't even do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, why are we torturing you? Get out there, you know, scam. Yeah, like, apart from the fact yeah. they probably had loads of them have it anyway. I think like, yeah. that who's um, over there, she's had it. Yeah. Um, That's actually, I, I was actually surprised about Iran, actually, to be honest. I didn't realize they have that much tourism or it's just like. They don't have tourism. They've just got people coming in and out um, and yeah. business and stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. And to be honest with you, Iran's just like any other country. It's just yeah. they've got a bunch of nut jobs in charge. Yeah. Um, and it's a but, shame. Actually, Iranians yeah. are really fantastic people. Yeah, they are, yeah. And they're very logical, very well educated, decent yeah. people. It's got a bunch of shitheads at the top who ironically <laughs> aren't educated in a bunch of shifty shit but you know name a government that isn't okay ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening uh i'm les steed i'm marlon white and, and that's off point, point at 30 bye, bye.